Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 174. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road, Hoboken Andy. Yeah, cool. I'm here. And the Tony Cats. Yes, yes, yes. I'm here also. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. Also, uh, we released a sports podcast uh, this week, so check that out after this. But uh, we've got a lot of good stuff to get into today, so let's just start things off with uh protests they are continuing andy yeah so uh the protests have continued but the the good news it looks like a lot of the peacefully yeah the the looting is over and uh, i think i think that's what we, we thought was that they would continue to do you know the marches and that kind of meeting in parks and uh the opportunists who went to try to get nikes you know just that would get shut down so that's a good thing i don't, I don't know how much longer all the protests will happen. I, I imagine they're still going to have stuff this weekend. Yeah. And uh, hopefully the, the police know that this is uh, not like it was and they should uh, back off a bit and actually uh, not interfere like they had done in some places. So Yeah, and I mean, I get they're, they're human. They're probably flustered and scared, at least early on in these protests, because of, you know, rocks being thrown and bombs and shit. Um but you should always assume, I don't know, I don't know how you hardwire that into your brain to know, hey, I'm on film somewhere. I mean, a good and way... Whether or not that stops you from doing it or just gets you to do it more sneaky, obviously the, the latter is, is, should be avoided, but maybe if you can keep that in your mind, you're not going to knee someone in the neck for 21 minutes. Yeah. You're just going to arrest them. And they probably won't want to throw rocks at you if you don't shoot the rubber bullets at them. Or throw rocks at their horses. There was that that thing's gone yeah. viral too. They've already put that guy's name all over the internet and social media for throwing a brick at that uh, horse's face and breaking its nose. And then and then you have the people that are like defending it, like, well, they really shouldn't have horses out there during times like these. It's like, oh yeah, well, this isn't fucking the Civil War. No, I've never heard of anyone defending someone abusing an animal. That person who anyone who defends that person, they yeah. should be stoned in the Peter Peter's already watching them. Peter's oh, like I'm sure. And he's actually probably honestly on Peter's list. I can't watch any of these videos. I never watched the George, George Floyd one. I don't need to watch them. I don't what videos? Of like George Floyd getting murdered? Yeah, I don't oh. need to see it. I, I don't want to watch any of these things. And like I'm, I'm avoiding watching any of these looters and protests where they go violent and this and that. I've just been watching Homeland. I can't watch actual news anymore. It's more comforting to see international terrorism. <laughs> yes, because I know it's a show. Maybe uh, this is a show, Sean. Maybe this yeah, is the Truman is. Show. But I, I did want to talk about something, and that is uh, a question I think a lot of people have about these protests. And it's like, well, what what can we do? What what is this really about? And it's like, oh, it's about you know stopping police brutality, stopping the police from acting poorly. And uh, I think some people have heard one this term that people have put around defund the police and it's been a thing oh do you support defunding the police so and, and uh, i think most normal people see that and be like what are you fucking crazy that makes no sense yeah and i saw that they're pulling 150 million from the lapd yeah but their yearly budget is two billion yeah i mean that's, that's unbelievable there, there are there are ways to defund the police by not completely defunding i don't think they mean completely defund them but some people have, have said to gone to that extreme but i think some of it is like why do they have so much crazy weapons like well, a producer luke would go nuts with the kind of toys they've got there and well, actually sorry sean really quick 
Speaking of that, the only reason why I want to say this really quick is because he actually made that comment that said some of these guys get such big like weapons and ammunition, whatever that he thinks a lot of these guys, some of them aren't aren't like qualified enough to like use them. But he also, with that said, he did mention that he definitely is. Yeah, of course, he plays <laughs> Call of Duty twenty hours a day. So I saw I talked about the rubber the rubber bullets that they were using them completely wrong. Those are oh. not meant to be fired at people. And They're meant to be fired at the ground. So and it scatters around the, and the hits other your toes. the other thing is is that uh and trust me a lot of these cops like certain stations they even talk down on other stations like i remember there was a police chase in santa Ana and tustin area like about a year or two ago and it ended in santa Ana. and i remember i was talking to the sergeant who would come into my family's restaurant all the time and i would talk to him and he knew my stepdad and stuff so it's like we would chat every now and then and uh he he told me he's like man i'll tell you what it's a good thing that chase ended in Santa Ana because he said the Tustin cops, he's like, they honestly wouldn't have known what to do. He's like, they would have just started firing away. And it's like, it's true. Like some of them just aren't trained for certain situations. Yeah. And then that's where all this shit happens. And then it makes the stations that have their shit more under control look bad. Yeah. So, but I mean, there's going to be police brutality in every station, in every city. I feel like at some extent, because there's just so many people in there, their testosterone and stuff gets going when they're in the middle of something and you just get, adrenaline and violent. I mean, it's just, uh, some go over the top. I mean, obviously the George Floyd thing was like well above and beyond. And so are like most of those things, you know, I've seen some pretty sick videos on the internet of like, you know, people getting, having a gun pointed at them for, uh, uh, running a stop sign. It's like, dude, come on, give me a fucking break. Yeah. And so really quick, I watched and I'll get into it further, uh, in the, what we've been watching, uh, segment, but just mercy over the weekend. I watched it too. (laughs) It's free right now. I can't now turn down a free movie. On uh, iTunes and probably every platform. Uh, so I watched it. And early on, I can identify a movie by looking at the cars. But early on, I was like, hmm, this is the 60s or something? <laughs> yeah. It's like, fucking no. I was born three years later from this movie. It was the 80s. And that made me wonder the whole time. I was like, okay, I live in California. We're pretty progressive here. I think there's a lot of people, a lot of diversity, this and that. Obviously, that you still see this kind of stuff occasionally. Well, but in some cases, it's even worse here. My thought was, where is Virginia? Where is Alabama? Where is all of those places where it's it's still considered normal to be, you know, a big KKK person? Like, what the hell? Why aren't what we should do? We should move Silicon Valley and like Google and all of that stuff to the south. <laughs> Spread the diversity that way. I mean, if we can get Zuckerberg to sign on, I think this is a great idea. I'm sure they'll give him a huge yeah. tax incentive to do so. <laughs> and then they'll just shoo out all the racist people, and they'll have to go to Canada or something and fuck <laughs> up their country. And they'll get trapped in the maple syrup. In the- <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like molasses. But I was thinking, I was like, what the hell? Like, how is it still going on over there? I thought, like, those people died off. Like, everyone's grandparents parent is probably a little racist just because it's, it's their normal but every year that normal goes a little further down and a little further down but over there it's almost like they're pride in themselves like son when i croak i want you to continue the racism yeah well we'll talk more about that when we talk about that movie yeah we'll get into a uh, just just mercy uh in the, so later in the pot the thing i really wanted to uh, illustrate here or at least bring up um said like what are the what are the plans oh to fund the police um that's probably not very popular i would imagine it's not going to happen but there is something that i uh read about that i think is uh interesting at least so i ask everyone else to 
to check it out. Um, it's a thing called Eight Can't Wait, and it's eight common sense police reforms that have been studied to, to actually reduce police violence. So, like, some of the things are, you know, very relevant here. Banning uh, chokeholds and strangleholds, that they can't use those to restrain people anymore. What about Ted Nugent? <laughs> he can still do a stranglehold, he, right? He's racist. You can't play that song anymore. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the hell of a guitar riff. Re- requiring a, a warning before actually shooting at someone. So you have to say, hey, I've got my gun and I'm going to shoot you, rather than just pulling it out. Even if they have a gun pointed at them? Yeah, you still have to say No, because that's stupid. You give someone who's pointing a gun at you a warning. Hey, I'm going to shoot you. They're going to shoot you back first. There's also a, a duty to intervene, which means that, you know, the cops that ended up getting arrested for not doing anything in the, the George Floyd case, that they would actually so I heard they put were, the responsibility on the other cops to actually prevent I heard behavior. that those guys were rookies, one of whom was only on the, on the job for four days. I can see that. I no, mean, one's, I, no news outlet is saying that. Yeah. And that's exactly to this point. You don't say anything to your superiors when they're training you. And that goes probably for any job. If you're like, I don't know if this is right. Uh, most people are, you know, plugging in shit to Excel. Yeah. But nonetheless, and this is, you know, a good old boys type of thing. Like, oh, this guy. It's like training day. But that's what's got to be built into the system that you have to do something. If you, if you see something, say something, as they have said before. Hear that at John Wayne Airport. And then another, another uh, reform that I uh, think uh, should be instituted right now is uh, don't shoot at moving vehicles. So Tony was talking about the car chase what? and how it's a good thing I went to Santa Ana. I think that's what he's talking about is yeah. the Tustin PD might have been like, fuck it, and just start shooting. <laughs> they're like, yeah, because they're usually, you know, they're out there to like, you know, break up a house party or get you on a DUI or speeding ticket or something like that. They're not used to like having to draw their guns out there in Tustin most, most times. Santa Ana, though. You got some real life gangsters that live in Santa Ana. They they have some very mm-hmm. big active gangs. I think I told the story last week about how like my family's restaurant had gotten tagged, and the guy that was removing the ta- the graffiti said how the guy from this one of the guys from this gang was literally murdered like two days prior. And it's like, Phew. you know, it's Homeland crazy. shoots a lot of stuff in Santa Ana. Really? No. Interesting. Okay. Well, <laughs> I've never the DC seen it. So I mean. Are in there. <laughs> They go into the hood and they're, you know, they're breaking up the gangs. Well, I agree with not shooting in vehicles because... I thought that's been a thing forever, though, because... Not... What so, if you hit the guy and he dies and then he crashes? Well, or if yeah. you flatten his tire and then he crashes and kills a family? So that's the point. But uh, this website that you can go on, 8 Can't Wait, it actually has all, like, the major police departments and it shows which one of these things are in effect. So I think in the city of Orange... One of these things is in, is in effect. I forgot which one it was. I looked it up. And like Anaheim had two of them. This is saying, hey, all eight are good and they've been proven to, you know, lower violence and un- unfortunate death related to the police. So uh, check it out. I'm not telling you to agree with it, but I thought it was interesting. Eightcantwait.com or what? Yes. Okay. Now, funny side story really quick. You said the uh, moving target and whatnot, the vehicle. Oh, this is probably 15, 20 years ago, shooting hoops in the front yard with my dad at the uh, their old house, right down the street from your old house, your parents' current house, Andy. And we hear sirens, and then this, I think it was a Civic or just a little shitbox car comes rolling down the street pretty quick. And I was on a, like, a curved street. It's small. like You can't get that much speed. And he's probably going, I would say, 40 miles an hour. 
with a cop right behind him. And his window is down. And my dad and I see this guy coming, you know, and we stop and he's holding the ball. Guy drives by and keep, they keep going. Nothing happens. But my dad looked. He's like, hmm. He's like, I really wish I threw this ball at that guy. Would have helped. <laughs> he quickly is like, I probably would have missed. Like, yeah, that would have been impressive. <laughs> like through the open window, knocks him out. Yeah, the the Rams recruit my dad. Like, kid, the guy's got a cannon. How old are you? Yeah, well, the car chases were exciting back in the day. I I would watch them and it'd be like, oh, they're getting closer to here. Maybe that maybe. And one time they did have like one that was on the news that went right by in Catella, and I was like, I want to go watch it. I want to go out there and see it happen. But I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why it's exciting. Is it exciting? Because there's a possibility the person might die. No, don't don't make it that dark. I the think, person might crash. I think it's just exciting. I'm, a, I'm usually rooting for them until you hear what they did something terrible. But yeah, it's not like hey, this guy didn't tip the waiter. Like I think sometimes it's that that simple. No, this person's responsible for murdering a person at a liquor store and robbing them. That's always what it is. Yeah. Well, should right. we uh, go into more lighter news? Yeah, 8can'twait.com. Okay. Uh, Some things are declining, whether uh, the government wants to believe it or not, and that appears to be coronavirus. Now, it's topping over 7 million confirmed cases in the whole wide world. But Over 400,000 dead in the whole wide world. So in the United States, we've still seen a steady decline in the number of cases and deaths, but... uh, in California, we actually have seen a slight increase in cases over the last three weeks. And it makes sense because we were so low. The states that are in a real decline were the ones that hit, got hit hard at first. So New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts. While well, yeah, states, you can't really go much higher. Yeah. So while states like California and Texas and we're much bigger cases, than those states, too. Yeah. They're now increasing. I think California is now up to second in total cases. And I'm sure Texas is coming up close. But uh, the other thing, the good news is that uh, the death rate isn't as bad as it was in other states and uh there was also some- you're starting to hear some it's always such inter- like so interesting how like every week it seems like more information because now i saw the big thing recently that they're saying is now the the who not bob o'reilly but the other who are saying that now they're talking about how people that are asymptomatic to it so people that have it in their system but don't show symptoms now they say it's very rare that they would be able to spread it to someone else so it's like yeah who knows what to believe i think it's it's, it's good news I think, it is good news i think it's also um I don't want to say obvious, but it, it makes sense the yeah. way things have gone. Um, and they would just probably didn't know at first. That you, that's the whole thing. You get something new. You have to like, it takes a few months to figure shit out. Yeah. So I think that's what's been helpful is that people just took it more seriously. Like New York didn't have that chance when like the rest of the country or most of the rest of the country had that chance to like, hey, if you're sneezing and shit, just really don't go out. Really don't do this. <laughs> It's also allergy season. So, it's been a strong allergy season this year. Yeah. Well, Very I think you, you know the difference between allergies and like coughing and sneezing. Oh, well, yeah. So it's really, if you have the virus and you're sneezing it out, that's really the risk. If you have the virus and you're walking around and you're not sneezing, it's not as bad, but it's still, it's, I think it makes sense that I think people have been more responsible. And I think the, the other thing while we're seeing like deaths go down is that I think the People most likely to die, some of them sadly have died, but also they're being way more cautious. Yeah, and the fact that you're seeing these massive, massive protests, 
I guess we'll find out in maybe another week if there's a huge uptick. Obviously, a lot of these people are wearing masks, but not every one of them. And they're just wearing the shit mask anyway. Well, it is it is mostly young people, unless you're a, a nice Catholic guy in Buffalo and you get pushed over. But. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, my God. I understand that guy was probably being annoying, saying something, but you push a s- old man? Mm. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think everyone's just finally realizing, like, yeah, fuck you guys. I'm going back to work. You could have you tried your best to get me to, you know, lose my home and my job, and you got close to my company closing, but fuck you, we're going back to work. Well, I think the other good news is that that part of it wasn't as bad as we thought. And now for anyone who really has been struggling, I don't want to minimize that, but um, I think the like economic decline was a little overstated that I think a lot of places did their best to stay open and still get people paid and do what they can. And I think it's been great that there's all these different ways to still work that, I mean, I know from my personal experience, I don't know very many people who actually were just straight up not working. It seemed to be mostly food service where other people had different ways of like, Oh, we'll, we'll we beat online or we do this stuff or something. So, my girlfriend was furloughed. She still is. Yeah. And that's that's also better than just a straight, we're closed and you're not coming back. But some people don't. They might be furloughed, but they don't actually know if they are coming back, which is a concern. Yeah. But, you know, the unemployment that came out wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be. And on the plus, they added two and a half million jobs back in the month of May. So it looks like the pendulum's finally going the other way. Yeah, it's still it's still nothing to, like... I mean, be yeah, celebrating about 30 but it's something 38 million unemployed right now but and i think all those people are gonna stay unemployed until at least like august because of all that extra money it's like people are gonna like want to ride that out and then like then they'll be like all right then we'll go look for a, a job yeah but that could be scary too because how do you know what's going to be available yeah no exactly if you have this surplus of people looking for jobs yeah no definitely true but i think all this uh you know, positive direction has led to some uh, news in the entertainment world. Uh, the whole California world, Andy, not just them. So California is allowed to reopen bars, gyms, pro sports without fans, schools, movie theaters, and film is allowed to resume this Friday the 12th. And uh, there are people who I'm sure are it's like, a, you know, the college basketball, they have that, like, midnight practice. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the NCAA night. allows them to, like, start. There's probably some, like, TV shows that are there. They're on Thursday at, like, 1130. They're all waiting in, like, a lobby. And, like, just let it do it. Let's They're let it do it. They're all in their cars, yeah. Yeah. My uh, brother-in-law's sister and uh, her now fiancé, they got engaged during the quarantine. Uh, both work in Hollywood and cinematography. And uh, I believe he is on set design. And, uh, that, yeah, they got engaged in, uh, I've actually, we'll, uh, we'll sell it now. We've been trying to get them in for a happy hour pod just because one of them worked on the Mandalorian and just cool shit, shit like that. So I would like to get a happy hour pod going, uh, just for the some, drinks. Some, yeah. But sometime in the near future, it's always, it's nice to have like, you know, guests. I think more people are leaving their home. Obviously it was tough to get guests before, but I think we could try to, we should try to get one before, uh, before too long. Yeah, but um, so obviously that's good because do you what year? How long ago was it when there was that writers uh, strike in Hollywood and nothing was getting made? I think that was two thousand seven. 
Was there a long, I feel like it was like a six months without anything like new coming out because of that? Uh, I don't know if it was six months. It felt like a long time. Yeah, I, th- I want to say like three months where things, because they had stuff, you know, they have stuff banked or whatever. Um, but they, like when they had like, uh, you know, the late night shows where they didn't have writers and they were just kind of making it up. I think that only lasted for a few months. Because mm-hmm. I wonder what is it going to look like when we catch up to this? You know, before they've, because there's, this has been, what, three-ish, four-ish months of just shutdown? Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't a writer strike like that where I think people were still developing ideas. There's no production. Yeah, but, but they still have to. There's got to be just going to be a mad race to get stuff out in yeah. that. There block. will be there will be a lull, but we'll have all these delayed movies that'll come out. So yeah, and you know what? Maybe we'll have like some of the best movies come out ever because writers had the chance to lock themselves away in a cabin in the woods and write this amazing script. Yeah, so like with the writer's strike, we had the opposite. We had some of the worst movies of all time come out, like Transformers 2, because Michael Bay's like, fuck it, I'll write it myself. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't a great idea. Ah, well, it's exciting. And you know what's not on the the list here is uh, Disneyland. They're in this phase. Where the F are they? I think Disneyland should only open to rich Chinese billionaires and they can all ride the rides by themselves. And that's the best <laughs> well, way to make money for them. Here's what I'm excited for for Disneyland is when they greet you at the door, when you go in and then they have the nice mask booth and their masks are going to be a very cheap $34 each. And I think that's going to be the most exciting part when Disneyland reopens. What they should do is put like a laser pointer temperature gauge inside of like Mickey's head and like the animal, the people that walk around. And I mean, are people characters? even going to be able to touch the characters anymore? Oh no. Those days are done. before. I mean, I feel like, like yeah, they could grab you and them. take a photo oh, okay. with them. I'm uh, not yeah. saying, like, I don't know. I haven't been allowed to touch them in a while. <laughs> oh, Andy, it's Whoa. not for adults. It's for children to hug Jeez them and give Louise. them a high five and shit. I can see Andy going into, like, a Disneyland Kick drunk and just being an asshole. <laughs> Buzz looking good. <laughs> hey, kid, it's really a human under there. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm ready to go back. My pass expires middle of... August and well, it, all, it gets extended. No, it, it you just no. haven't been making payments. It's it still expires at that time. Oh, okay. Also, I wonder what the passes are going to look like in the future because they're going to be limited to you know fifty percent capacity, whatever it might be. That's yeah, going to be tough. My pass is inexpensive. I feel like it's going to go away. Uh, second thing, also, Marvel Lands. Uh, nothing's been discussed, but they were slated to open middle of July. I feel like they should expedite that because they probably had people there triple yeah. time. Well, if they're not even open, they can't open Marvel Land. And I think you're saying there's no excuses for it to not be open. Like I'm they, saying there's no excuses for Marvel Land to not be finished. This will yeah. be for the local listeners that know Disneyland, but I assume just automatically for the park being shut down so so long that Space Mountain's automatically like broken again. Oh, probably maybe they redid it. <laughs> yeah, Space Better Mountain's than ever. probably like it's been like we haven't been turned on for so long. We're just broken now. All I'm the water sure, is like, gone on Splash Mountain. The yeah, boulder on Indiana Jones. This, are you kidding me? The, so it's 640 and it's still 90 degrees. The boulder on Indiana Jones has now finally fallen off, and this time it's actually gone. It's it, gone down the road. Hit people. <laughs> that boulder is not real, why you know. Yeah, no, well, yeah. What? <laughs> Spoiler. Can you imagine? Oh, shit, it came undone. Yeah. They've, Disneyland's already accidentally killed people in there. I know Thunder Mountain, like. Yeah. Something flew off, was it? Didn't some guy get like beheaded there? Yeah, I think Can you so. imagine just like talking to your dad, like walking, and then all of a sudden just what? his head's gone? So I think they call it the bloodiest place on earth because there's always incidents, but most of the time it's pe- like the 
you know, customer's fault. I got a bloody nose at Knott's Berry Farm when I was a kid. I was running up a, oh, Jaguar, the Ooh, line. Oh, I've been on Jaguar. And I was crouching, hiding behind the wall in the line from my cousins or whoever I was with. And I, ra- I wasn't looking. I ran straight in to an indent in the railing with, and just gushing blood from the nose. At uh, Knott's Berry Farm. I, honestly, it might have even been in line for Jaguar also. There was like uh, these railings or whatever. Like, not railings, but I mean like little gay thing anyway i put my head through it and then my head got stuck and i remember i was like panicking i was probably like nine or ten years old and i was just like oh my god and then i finally was able to just pull my head out but it was like what the fuck was i doing why does a head get stuck so easily if you fit it in there you can't pull it back out what is that i'm sure andy knows there's like Uh, because our neck rotates pretty well but we panic that's my estimate i don't panic you panic but yeah we look forward to california reopening uh, but, but yeah, part of that is the movie theaters are also allowed to open this Friday. Yeah, they so. petitioned and uh, got involved. And, uh, so I was going to say, place. though, with, with movie theaters, though, it's like, are new movies coming out then? I don't know. I did read about Cinemark's plans, so they're not going to open this Friday. They're going to open a limited, limited thing the next Friday C- after that. Cinemark is like Century, it's, right? So, um, but they said they expect to have all their theaters open by mid-July, I believe. Which is great for tenants. Yeah, but also they still being open doesn't mean you're fully open. They still have to wipe down everything and have half capacity and all the shit. But yeah, that's going to be great. A, no popcorn. Theaters are already at half capacity these days. No one goes to the movies like they used yeah, to. Yeah, but I think the thing that's going to suck is like you're definitely going to have like it's going to be like three showings a day or something for like a oh, certain yeah. movie. Oh yeah, you know you you're pay, you're paying a coronavirus surcharge. Yeah, movie theaters are already fucking overpriced. Now they're getting. Well, I'm still going. Even more overpriced. I mean, I I don't mind going. I think that's a good like. Date night thing, or just I, I definitely yeah, I miss enjoy it. going because we the other part of it is just, we haven't had very many new movies, and when they have come out, you feel like, Should I even watch that? Because it's like on demand, it feels weird. Like, I haven't watched the Al Capone thing yet. Well, that movie didn't it bomb in like a 40 percent. It's, I think it's around there, but it's something I would watch. And then mm-hmm. uh, also, this Friday is uh, The King of Staten Island, a Joe Dapatel movie. That's not out yet, it's out on Friday, and I do want to oh. watch it, but it's like I'm not paying 20 for it, maybe, yeah. What uh? Five? I'm just hoping you know everything's all these horror movies that were slated to come out in uh the fall can make it out like in October September because there's a few good ones coming out. I didn't I knew they were making another Halloween yeah, and Halloween. then Terrifier two, which Andy oh, and I are are fans of that clown. He's a creepy dude, Art the Clown. Well, I mean, uh, I know Blumhouse has been like very adamant on trying to resume production on stuff. Oh, they I love Blumhouse. Get the, they 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 put out like. You know, twenty movies a year now. Blumhouse is by far my favorite. So they just they just keep putting them out. They're all they're all. I don't want to say the consistent quality because they're not. Yeah, there's but. some really bad ones, but at least they're doing it. So none of them, none of those movies are, are something I'd be like I have no interest in ever watching because bad horror movies are oftentimes good. Yeah, and to your point about movies coming just straight to on demand, I still have that just negative thought in my head of like oh. I haven't heard anything about this movie. It's obviously a piece of shit because you, you there's no commercials for any of these. Yeah. So I think the, the King of Staten Island has like a 78 or something like that in Rotten Tomatoes right now. So, so Apatow was just on Corolla's podcast promoting it and Corolla was like, this is, I loved this movie. He's like, this is, you know, it's hilarious. It was original, this and that. And Corolla publicly talks about how he hates Pete Davidson all the time, how he's the least funniest person who's ever been on SNL. And I kind of agree with him. I mean, no, what he's is that probably not do? wrong. Um, 
but it just sounded like a movie that would come straight to Netflix from Netflix and it would be a 40%, but it's there. So people are going to watch it type of thing. I believe in, in Apatow. It's his first thing in a while that yeah, that he's formula been radio silent, that formula worked that like, he just has funny people do, uh, you know, improv and, and do just, their thing. And, you know, we haven't had that in a while. It seems like comedy is kind of dead in a, in a way, but he was one of the, uh, the big ones of it. And he just kind of went away for a little bit, but it's good. So are you going to rent it? I will see what the cost is going for. Definitely not if it's 20 bucks like they were doing with those other things. But I think because they never even attempted to do the, like, the theater thing, yeah, that it won't be. But I don't know. Like I don't know what a normal movie that's straight to on-demand usually costs. I feel like it should be like eight ninety nine. Yeah, like rentals on like Amazon or something, usually 5 bucks. So I don't know. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, is that going to wrap us up on the uh, coronavirus discussion? Yeah. Which will lead us straight into our best actor. No, we had one more news story. We have one more news story. Yes. Oh, is this the trailer? No. What is the news well, story? We'll talk about that, too. About cops. Oh, I, I just dusted right over that. Satan. I thought you were going to include it in the campaign. Oh, no. I mean, it's somewhat related, but not. I forgot about that. Uh, the long-running television program, Cops has been canceled by the Paramount Network. So After 4,500 years. It was on Fox for most of its run, and it went to Spike TV, which then converted to the Paramount Network. But um, they, the last few years, they've had a competitor called Live PD. So it's like the same format, but like live. So it's well, even more exciting. Cops is, is uh, I always assumed, like America's Funniest Home Videos, where the videos you're watching, this guy is being arrested in the year 1989. It's not, though. That's, that's what's crazy. Oh. That's uh, real stuff. I don't watch it very often. And uh, I don't think there's much of an appetite right now for people watching cops do just regular things. Um, so Paramount Network has canceled it, and right now whoever runs Live PD has but, suspended airing it, but they haven't canceled it outright. So. Yeah, I mean, like with cops, it's like, that show was already... I mean, it was just reruns, right? Was was that show still really a show? Oh, I don't know, actually. I think Live live PD, I feel like, is... It, it, it is cops. It's just... Live yeah, but they PD. have that, like, desk that it's live. So it, it is yeah. a little bit different, but yeah. I know, but it's like it's the modern day. It's just like the... You know, it's the new, more, like, updated cops. Didn't like, that it's one technology. have, like, a, a host who's like, let's go back to Tuscaloosa and see yeah. if so, our suspect here is going to get arrested for DUI. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's actually pretty good. That that is how it is, and I think that's why people like it because it's live PD. So it's like you're, yeah, you are. You can be in Tuscaloosa, and then he's like, "All right, well, while that's going on, let's go out here to uh, New Orleans and see how things are shaping up with this uh, domestic violence case." It's like The Bachelors. <laughs> yeah, it you know will never be as good because it doesn't have the theme song. Oh, oh, that's yeah! Just, come on, that's, that's that was iconic. That's going to be in the history books. That is one of the best on theme songs for a. Uh, a TV show. It's right up there with like Fresh Prince. I wonder whoever <laughs> or The Simpsons. Whoever wrote that song, I imagine they just that wasn't written for that. That was just someone had a song. Oh no, it wasn't. And that band or whoever group or whatever probably had. It's reggae, I think. Yeah. yeah. So they had. They probably toured, and just like everyone was just there for that song, and they probably felt like shit. Like, Again, I was know. listening to a some podcast. This is years ago now, and they had like the executive producer of Cops on, and they talked about that song, and yeah, it was. Kind of funny how he was like, yeah, we kind of just, it was a small thing. And he's like, one of the guys is like, let's do this. 
and it worked and boom yeah <laughs> what an idea uh, my favorite episode of Cops was actually the X-Files episode where they were on Cops. That was a great episode. They had them on there. Like it was David basically... David Duchovny was like they an were, officer? Like, no, they were the... It was X-Files, so it was their characters, but they were also... Oh, it was Cops on was their filming. show. Yeah. Oh. So, like, but the whole thing I was filmed. I thought David Duchovny sitting in the back seat with a vest on. No, Fox, or something. Fox Mulder was. Okay. See, that's the difference. Ah, neat. I never really watched X-Files. And there's a lot of it. Yeah. I like the uh, that theme song. That scared the hell out oh, of me. Oh, yeah, that's kid. great. I feel like another show made fun of it or something, and it gave me nightmares. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's sad. You know who I feel bad for are the people who worked on the show. Not the, the police, but the people who, that was their job to film them, because now they have to go find a new job. The cameraman? Yeah. Yeah, they can go to like Iraq or something, because that's, you do that job, and like you're... Must be prepared. Yeah, on the mean streets of Detroit. Time for Fallujah. Yeah. I never watched it. But okay. All right. Uh, so we are going to move now into our best actor category, which we've been going on for, uh, this is what, our third or fourth week of it? Yeah. Final two actors. Before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends, though, at Simple Doggy. The dog leash that is quicker and easier, and it works with your dog's current collar or harness. For a limited time, the Tony's Take listener, that is you, can get 25% off and free shipping when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. Head to simpledoggy.com, that's two Gs, and plug in promo code Tony for 25% off and free shipping. It's the dog leash you've been waiting for. And uh, we also have one other advertisement. Uh, Andy, you want to take this one? Oh, do we have it this week? We do. So this weekend only, we are sponsored by Tropical Plaza, I believe. Yes. It's an exclusive deal I, I signed right before the, the show. So, uh, yeah, so if you guys are needing any landscape needs or yeah. anything from our... Tree trimming. 100% off if you know the password that's in my head. Ooh. Well, that's simply not true. Yeah. But tropicalplaza.com. Yeah, you guys, uh, the best place to get your... Uh, Free estimates. Yeah, for your home or whether it's business... Yeah, and face the facts. You aren't trimming your lawn like you used to. You don't yeah. want to do it. it it's summer. We, we're not cutting our hair. We're not cutting our trees. These guys will cut their trees and maybe cut your hair. Maybe just replace your lawn. They're in that business as well. Yeah, they can do that. Put some yeah. AstroTurf in there. That doesn't grow. It doesn't require water. Uh, many solutions to fit everyone's need and budget. And uh, use promo code TONY <laughs> for that one. Tropical Plaza. Which Tell is, them who he sent you. What, which is T-O-N-Y. Yeah, T-O-N-Y. Tropicalplaza.com. All right. Are we ready to uh, do best actor? I just want to make sure everyone knows the promo code is not for the 100% off. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not that's 100% Only if you off. know the secret code that I that is in my head. Yeah. So. Which doesn't exist. But okay. Um, yeah, I'm excited. We've had some, uh, some tiffs on, uh, like, we did a, a poll on Instagram and... Don't give us the results. I'm not. Uh, so let's recap it. What does that mean, recap it? Just go over the uh, the history. <laughs> the entire Andy. bracket? I don't remember the entire bracket. Not the entire to, thing, but just to look it up. big upsets. I know you have it on an Excel sheet. Uh, but not the bracket. I just have who's been eliminated. So yeah, big upsets. I don't remember what the upsets were. <laughs> I don't know. If there were, I don't remember was the there any upsets? There were upsets. If, um, if they won, then it's no longer an upset. Ooh. By definition. Well, wasn't it uh, 
did Bradley Cooper beat out um, the female actress? What's her name? <laughs> Amy Adams. Amy Adams. I don't remember the matchups. God damn it, Andy. You, you should listen job. to the podcasts. You were too busy signing that deal with Tropical Plaza. Maybe I'll cut all the segments together into one episode, Ooh. and then you can listen to it. Yeah. But yeah, it's been entertaining seeing uh, the hate mail, the love mail we've been getting for uh, some of these people we've been voting for. It's been kind of insane. Yeah, I think the uh, the, the one wasn't an upset, but Michael Fassbender made it into the top eight. Yes. <laughs> and I He just got he was, good matchups. He got good yeah, matchups. He, oh. he lucked out. Speak of the devil, I watched. Remember, we were just talking about the, all the Steve Jobs movies. I just watched Jobs. Yeah. That's Fassbender's one, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's entertaining. What I like about that movie... Jeff Daniels? Yeah, of course, Jeff Daniels. But it's all suspense. Every scene is 20 to 30 minutes before one of the biggest keynotes of his career. Yeah, it's a, it's a great framing device. It was movie, very yeah. well done. Uh, well, there's also a new keynote, of course. It doesn't star the, uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, but in under two weeks, we get a WWDC 20. Still going on with no fans in the in the stance so that'll be neat but yeah i just it was a good movie it's on netflix check that out okay so our final our finalists are uh, leonardo dicaprio and christian bale both well deserving now mind you this is just the best actor of the 2010s meaning we don't look at their body of work prior to 2010 and we don't look at their body of work past 2019 so I don't think either of these people have been in movies past 2019. Very few movies have been released. Well, some of the other actors, though, were. Yeah. That's, that's too bad for them. I would assume. So, do we want to list yeah, out? Explain how we're going to do this. Oh, so the rules here. Um, so, we're going to discuss, and then we're going to vote, and we're going to vote at the same time, and we're going to hold one finger if our vote is Christian Bale, so... And two, if our vote is Leonardo DiCaprio. So then we'll reveal our pick at the same time and declare the winner. So for you on the uh, listening there, you're not going to see our fingers, obviously, but we will tell you who wins. This is not secret. And we'll tell you our ballots as well. We're not going to hide it to protect anyone's feelings. So we will let you know what our vote is, but we just want to reveal our vote at the same time so we're not influencing each other at all. Yeah. So... Do you want to hear the movies, or do we have it all in our head now? We've heard it six times. Uh, I mean, we do, but I don't know if the people at yeah, home Yeah, you do. might as well do it for the people listening at home. All right, well, starting with Christian Bale. In the 2010s, his uh, big movies were The Fighter, The Dark Knight Rises, American Hustle, The Big Short, Vice, and Ford vs. Ferrari. So he won one Oscar for The Fighter and was nominated four times in total. I loved Ford vs. Ferrari. I loved Vice. Um, no influence. The big short. I, I I keep waiting for that to go to five bucks on iTunes, and then I'm gonna buy. Excuse it. me, sir. No influencing. What? Oh, that's not what I meant. I'm just kidding. Part of the I'm discussion. Kidding. I'm kidding. His his opinions don't matter to me at all. Yeah. Oh. American Hustle, spectacular. You ever see Out of the Furnace? I have not. I haven't either. But he's holding a sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no furnace inside. Sam Shepard. What about Dak Shepard? Is his brother. 
Who Casey Affleck? He was in. A, I, I know what it is. I just our never movie saw it. of the week. Woody Harrelson. Oh, well, come on. What isn't he? And he's probably not even really in it. They just put his name in the cast. Drew William Dafoe gets a uh, meta score of sixty three, and of course, The Dark Knight Rises. Oh God, I get. I love that movie. You know there are people out there who uh, aren't fans of that one. I'm well, sure there are. There's people out there that aren't fans of anything. Yeah. They're crazy. They're like, well, we liked Joker one, but you know, Bane's like. Come and on. I agree with that. There are people that are like. I, I don't know. I liked the Bane one more than the Joker one. I really did. I and I liked the Joker one a lot too. But though, <laughs> I remember not being able to sleep that night when I got home after seeing the premiere at midnight because and it was like three in the morning. I was just like. Wow, what did I just see, dude? That was incredible. You started talking like Batman, too? Yeah. <laughs> What's going wrong with me? Not everything. Rachel! Not yet. I remember texting my buddy and being like, dude, when you see it tomorrow, like, I was all excited to, like, what he was going to say back to me because he's a big Batman fan, and I knew he was going to love it, and it was just it was just insane. Well, do you want to do uh, the recap of Leo's big movies? So there are less for him, I believe, but uh, that's that, that doesn't mean anything here in this discussion. Uh, he had Shutter Island, Inception, Django Unchained, The Great Gatsby, The Wolf of Wall Street, The Revenant, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So he had he had a big gap between The Revenant and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He uh, took some time off because um, he almost he, died making that movie. I bet The Revenant. Yeah. Oh, I. I think he literally slept inside of a moose for three nights. It was a cow. Yeah, I don't know. Or a horse. It was a horse. I don't think there's many cows in northern Canada. Uh, Not anymore. Yeah. But uh, quite a slate there. He has uh, one Oscar win as well for The Revenant and uh, three other nominations. So, wow. Here we are. The matchup everyone wanted. I'm excited to see the results. I think everyone is. Uh, So... Correct me if I'm wrong. The rules are one for Christian Bale, two, and these are fingers to hold up yes. for Leonardo DiCaprio. Or White Claws if you have them. Yes. All right. So, are we, Andy, you going to count us down? How are we doing? I, this? I think there's more discussion to be had. I think. Okay. Uh, okay. Do we have anything negative to say about Christian Bale here? Is there anything that really. I've just detracts? heard he's like an asshole in real life. That was one thing during the <laughs> filming of a Terminator movie that sucked. Not in this decade. Can't hold yeah. it against him. No, you can't. You can't. And I'm sure he was, he's better because now. he's such a perfection, he was just pissed off that it was a shit movie. Yeah, it was like the lighting guy was in his way, and he yelled at him. He's like, uh, he's probably just having Quaid. a bad day. I am a pro. Yeah. This is horse shit. Um, is that still on YouTube? Can you find that? Some- yeah, but the thing, you can find it. Like, So it was a leaked audio clip initially. And then when Funny or Die is like, yeah, you guys all got Jimmy Kimmeled. They show like... I am a pro. This is horse shit. He, like someone's holding horse shit yeah. in front of him. And he's like, this guy's head up his ass or something. And it's all, you know, literally, uh, which was very good. It's like, oh, Dennis Quaid saving the world and making us laugh. Yeah. And think he's a dick for a minute. Uh, but what I like about Christian Bale is how he's avail- or, uh, able to destroy his body and just completely transform it one way or another. I mean, that's Daniel Day-Lewis style in terms of method acting. Well, you saw in The Dark Knight Rises, he had to go to the guy from Reno 911 to get his body fixed. And he's that like, he should be Reno dead. Yeah, the doctor. Really? Yeah, I don't remember that. I never watched Reno 911. Well, I never really did either, but I, I, I was, but I did dress as a Reno 911 cop like October of like twenty. 10 or 11 for yeah. Halloween out in uh, Arizona State. That's some bad taste now. Arizona State University. 
Is that a plug for Arizona State University? <laughs> also sponsored by so them. So get your online degree. Use promo code Tony for 100% off textbooks this upcoming semester. Can't say that. The FCC is going to crack down on us. The FCC won't let yeah. me be. <laughs> uh, I don't think the FCC actually has any uh, control over us. This is a podcast. But I don't know. We're in international waters also. We're not on PBS. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Andy, are we ready or what? Well, we also got to talk through Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. You're going to hold it against him that he did have that gap that he just didn't, he just uh, didn't have it in him. You know yeah, what I'll hold against him? I felt like he cried for that Oscar. He bled for that Oscar. Yeah, I know. I think he got too desperate. I think he's made way better movies than The Revenant. And I think the Academy was finally like, you know what? Here you go, Leo. And just also, shut up I mean, now. There were articles written back then about like, he shouldn't win it because this is just him killing himself and is this the direction we really want to see our actors going to earn these awards of oh well he struggled on set and you know uh, starved himself or he was you know frostbite all over his body this and that like is that really how we want to give our oscars out well they did so how do you feel about his following follow-up performance in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he... Uh, oh, he was great in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He did not have to do any of that stuff. And he, he was, was great. a pure actor. Yeah. He was great. That movie, I think I've said this before, the more I watch it, the more I enjoy it. Yeah, he was great in that. He did he a was, great job acting as an actor that you believed was a great actor. Yeah. That, that was, was some of the best acting I've ever seen in my yeah. entire life. Oh, was that life. when the little girl's talking to him? Rick fucking dog. <laughs> And then, obviously, don't even get me started on the margarita scene. I absolutely just love that scene. Yeah, I endorse any scene with margaritas. <laughs> He's got the picture of margarita. Those hippies are making all the goddamn noise. It's amazing. All right. So, are we ready to vote? Let me do a, few, a, a bar really quick on The Great Gatsby. All right, because I never watched it, and I won't. I wish it was more. I thought it was very good to have Baz Luhrmann be the guy because for this kind of movie, I thought he was going to be perfect. He's he did I think Moulin Rouge or like girl yeah. like loud movies, and Gatsby is loud. But I don't know. I think it was just lacking somewhere, and maybe it was having uh, that lady sing the songs. I don't know her name. Uh, Lana Del Rey. Whitney Houston. Okay. No, I always remember because she sounds like a beach. Is uh, it Lana Del Rey? Yeah. I, uh, maybe that just wasn't a good song for me. Uh, maybe Was that it ha- Summertime Sadness? Unbelievable. That pissed off the dogs. I don't remember what it was even called, uh, but it just seemed like it, it was a play that was filmed. And maybe that was what did it for me. I'm not even sure what made me not like it as much. I'll still enjoy it enough to watch, but I, I don't see this on this list as, oh, okay, that's plus one for him. It's not a negative movie for him, but it's, it's not a plus one. So it's a bit of a hole. I know uh, some people had said they didn't like Shutter Island. I want to rewatch that because I don't know if I was mature enough to watch it. If it is, is it good? There's what a lot it? of uh, what's it called in that movie? What do they call it? Ghosts. No, with your brain. Flashlights. Botany. What is it called? What? Not a botany. botany? What's it called when you fuck you with your brain? Lobotomy. Okay, I was like, <laughs> botany is for the study of plants. <laughs> what are you talking? <laughs> I'm just glad I figured that out on my own. People at home were just like, what was he saying? I didn't, I didn't know, know where you were going. No. Uh, lobotomies. There's a lot of lobotomies. Which lobotomies, they don't, they're not allowed to do those anymore, I don't think, no, right? I don't think so. Maybe in India or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Indians. 
<laughs> come on, Andy. We get some mail, Andy. We have a lot of listeners. <laughs> India's like, no, come on, man. I don't know why <laughs> I sounded like somewhere. I somewhere why, does it. I don't know why I just did that. Like my Indian accent sounded like the lobster and fu- or the crab and fucking a uh, mermaid, but whatever. <laughs> a little mermaid. It's Jamaican. I know. Under the sea. I watched Shutter Island. Um, it must have been 2010, 2011 when it was on HBO or something. It actually appears to be on HBO again right now. Yeah. So maybe I need to rewatch it. Metascore is only a, a 63. Yeah, it was definitely a, a strange thing for Scorsese to do. That was like a creepy thriller thing more than like... wasn't a gangster movie by any means. That's probably one of those things like his dad liked. And so it was like, a, oh, this is for you, dad. Yeah. I would, wouldn't believe that his dad would be even alive at that point. Well, no doy, Andy. I don't, I don't know. Scorsese's been... 79 years old for the last like 21 years yeah and let's hope he stays that way yeah i don't want him going nowhere and uh scorsese born in 42 by the way Ooh, it's a good year 78 all right all righty are we ready oh i think we are ready all right so put your hand in a space where we can't see them Yeah. and then we're all hiding. You don't even know what hand I'm going to use right now. Oof. With a digit or two out. All right. Count us off on three, Andy. Three, two, one. Oh yeah. Oh, unanimous. Clean it sweep. Is unanimous. Fucking Leo is a loser. <laughs> we got gotcha. you. Christian Bale. It was just you got to give credit where credit's due, and in my opinion, by far his set of movies from this decade that we were reading off was just in my opinion it wasn't even close i mean everybody else i think the whole time was playing for a second and i feel like we personally knew that from the very beginning when we first did the first round and we read them all it was just like it just never seemed like it was going to be close yeah just one of those uh great decades a great stretch and i think uh you know he didn't trip up here no he didn't have he didn't have someone to come in and say some bullshit about him i think we all were were fair and just Get some good yeah, evaluators it's, here. It's too good, and uh, he wasn't gonna to, you know, let us blow it for him. Yeah, you can't. Uh, so um, yeah. can't take away credit where credits due. So we've got him on the line here. He's ready to accept his award. Hello, uh, I'm Christian Bale. I call <laughs> Ralph Garman for this. Uh, he is not in studio. It's sad. I wish he was. I wish we had him on the line in some way, but. Um, I don't know how he'll ever find out that he won the Tony's Take Best Actor of the Decade Award. But I think he knows. Do you remember Mikel, the foreign exchange student? Yes, he knows him personally. Well, pe- no, people always said he looked like Christian Bale. Maybe. A little. I don't know. Well, he didn't win an award. No, he didn't. <laughs> Hats off. So we'll be sending to, out to uh, Batman. We'll be sending out a fruit basket to Wales to yeah. his home. Is that where he resides usually? I don't know. He's Welsh, so it's weird. Like, how many Welsh well, do you know? Uh, Gareth Bale. Yeah. <laughs> You only know two of them. It's more than I know. Uh, you know what's so funny about that? Now that makes sense. I just realized that. The same last Gareth name. Bale and Christian Bale. Holy shit. Are They're they some, from the same family? That's I Nobody don't knows. know why I never put that together. That they're from the fucking same country. Bale must be like Smith out there or something. Or like Johnson. Well, there's only like 95 people there. It's a small place. Yeah. It really should just be part of England, but they're like, no. How it is, you know. But England's like, no, fuck that. Yeah. Not. I mean, they're all under the queen. They all serve the same queen, right? Yeah. All right. Well, that was exciting. And uh, ne- next week, we're going to start the uh, 
the second round of uh, lower level people? Yeah, so I'm still taking requests. And, so uh, okay, let's I think actually we'll do eight. Hash this out over uh, over the air. Tom Hanks. Why wasn't he on the list? So for me, Tom Hanks did not make a bunch of really relevant movies. Not relevant movies, huh? Um, to me, at least. He did a lot. He was prolific, but he made a lot of like the same thing where he's like, I'm a guy from history who like looks out onto somewhere and is okay, kind of Okay, but confused. Christian Bale is like, I'm an action guy. Oh, he did more than action. I know, he's but I'm just drug saying addict. a lot of his stuff was action. I mean, a big part of it, yeah, Tom Hanks just didn't make movies Look that it. I saw. I didn't see The Post. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Didn't see it. That's on Stars. I've had that queued to watch. I can't wait to. I just need to get around to watching that. Toy Story 4, The Post, uh, Sully, uh, I think Bridge of Spies was good, I don't know. That's a Spielberg thing. Saving Mr. Banks, which I just watched, in fact. Actually, I need to add that to my uh, list here. Captain Phillips, Toy Story 3, and uh, there was one other one, hold on. There's another one where he plays a historical guy or something, right? No, that was it, actually. Probably. I don't know. I'm, I'm skipping over things I don't necessarily know of, but... I've only seen two of those movies. We should certainly add him into the... What's this list going to be called? The next one? It's the NIT. Okay, we're going to call that too. The NIT list. Also, I immediately nominate Sam Rockwell. Uh, he definitely is in my list after watching uh, Richard Jewell this week, so... Very good. Yeah. I, I have some other uh, names that I think are on here. I think I have to make it. Um, we, we forget a lot of the women here, and I think that's it's a criticism of Hollywood themselves. Hold on. We, Andy, you put this list together. The first but, one. Yeah, but there were plenty of women on there, and they just didn't make it past the second round. That's. I mean, it's voting. I know. I'm just saying. I think part of it is a problem with Hollywood in the way uh, women just don't, they don't get a lot of big roles like recurring. They well, I also think it might have to do that we're, we're three guys and we don't necessarily watch ladies' movies, you know? We're watching Jackie Chan. We're not watching... Yeah, but Jackie Chan wasn't on this list. Is he on the NIT list? Is he on the next list? Yeah. No. Jackie Chan didn't make movies this decade. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't. I was just saying a guy who makes action movies. Well, we're not, we don't Seagal, have like... A, analogy we don't have action stars on here. Um, I guess the closest, I would say, to an action star on my second list here is a man by the name of Hugh Jackman. Okay. But the reason he's on his list is because The Greatest Showman. Yeah, I turned it off when I realized it was a musical. <laughs> yeah. That was such a goddamn hit for Wolverine to do this movie. Um, that is impressive. He's able to do all these... He's, be, it's got he's range. fucking Wolverine. Have you seen the abs on Wolverine in those movies? It's ridiculous. And then he goes and does a musical. It's like, that's impressive. It's like a more successful uh, Gerard Butler. So I think he's got to be on there. But um, uh, Jessica Chastain... Yeah, she absolutely. had a really, really good decade. Molly's a, game? You kidding? A lot of different types Zero of movies. Thirty. Yeah, so I'm, I've got her on here. Uh, Emily Blunt as well. She uh, has done a lot of stuff this past decade. Hold on, she's the uh, quiet movie, right? Yeah, she's married to uh, Jim from The Office, but she's in a lot of stuff. Sicario was great. A quiet Place was great. Didn't watch the new Mary Poppins, but what a role! Like Mary Poppins is iconic. Yeah. So these are some yeah, of the is. people I have here. And uh, I think I'm going to try to get, maybe we'll get together like 12 to 13 names and narrow it down to eight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and again, keep uh, submitting your guys' uh, requests for this NIT list because people are enjoying these. 
They're controversial. They're fun. Yeah. And you make it, it makes you think of movies sometimes you may have missed or like, I, I watched that one and that was great and I forgot it existed. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll, uh, we'll stay tuned for that one next week. Shall we uh, move in? Oh, no, no, no. We have one more. Uh, we have a trailer. Yeah, before we talk bring about the world back together. Before we talk about what we we watched this past week, we have something that you will be allowed to watch somewhat soon by the end of the summer. Bill and Ted. Uh, I forgot what it was called. The full name. Super Califragilistic. Yeah, Bill and Ted Three, the sequel to Bill and Ted: The Bogus Journey, and Bill and Ted: The Excellent Adventure. Face the music. Face the music. Yes, this is. Uh, it's been thirty years for these guys, and they're back. And uh, finally, a trailer was released, and it looks like it's still going to come out in August. So August twenty first, and cool. uh, it has Samara Weaving of Ready or Not. Yes, she plays uh, the daughter. So it looks, it looks like it's a Bill and Ted movie. Oh, Kid Cudi! It's going to re- reference the old movies, and uh, the whole thing is that their, you know, their band is supposed to save the world. And the world needs saving right now. So, and he's got a tear in his eye. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good pitch, right? Yeah. Keanu will heal us all. I mean, how stoked is Alex Winter? He played Bill. I mean, what was the last thing he is ever in? Uh, he does a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. I, think. I know he's directed actually more than he's acted in yeah. thirty-seven things. Yeah. But nonetheless. His last thing to appear in is Robot Chicken. Ah, uh, that's because everyone's in that. Yeah, you were in that. Eh? Yeah, Seth Green's like, just come do a voice. It's cool. Yeah. So, we look forward to that. And actually, we'll have to... We haven't even watched the trailer, so we'll have to check that out. Bill and Ted face the music. Okay. Are we ready to get into what we've been watching before we uh, move on to the Netflix Movie of the Week reviews? Yeah. How many do you have, Andy? I have four other than the Netflix movie. Not too bad. Tony Katz, how, do you, how many do you have? So, I mean, I watched a couple things, but they were all stuff I've already seen. It was just with, like, friends. And then there was one that I watched that I, <laughs> that I hadn't seen, and I, I can't remember the title. I kind of remember, like, the plot and stuff, but I can't remember the title to save my life. You well, should try to watch our Netflix movie this week. I think you would. I think you would. The one that's coming up this next, this upcoming week. Yeah. Be honest with you, I I did want to try to get around to the one from this past week because it was like the, because it's just a ghost Ghost and stuff, and and then it was just like the TV was just never available at times, and then it was like, and then I was doing stuff, and I don't know, but I I would. I think uh, producer Luke would be interested in this movie. Yeah, this one you'll like. It's a Spike Lee joint, by the way. But as far as I know, I mean, I've the couple movies I watched were all like movies I've seen before, but then I can try to get into detail about the one I watched. I just can't remember the title. How Let's about we play can... a game of, of it? Yeah, you tell us what it's about, and we'll try and figure. Yeah, I mean, out what it was it is. like a horror, like a little horror movie on like Netflix. That basically, should I just go? <laughs> sure, oh, I want to know. It was basically like these. Uh, this family, like this kid, had like some like radio thing. Any idea who the actors are? No, they were like nobody I've ever seen. Okay. And like his parents like died, and then it was kind of like they were trying to like talk to him maybe through like the radio or something like that. Frequency. And yeah. That it was like something frequency. very similar to that, but it was like a knockoff version of it, I think. Huh. And it was, it was decent. I mean, I guess, I mean, decent's kind of a stretch. It was nothing like too, it definitely wasn't scary and it was like kind of whatever, but still it was a little horror movie nonetheless to watch the other night. But I do not remember for the life of me, the title of it. And I've been trying to Google Netflix horror stuff. 
if I hear it, I'll probably, I'll remember it. But, and then other than that, it was just, you know, the usual stuff. I, you know, some Simpsons episodes here and there. I've watched a couple Twilight Zone episodes. But then the movies I've watched again that I've seen before was obviously the old, old movies like Can't Hardly Wait and then uh, Observe and Report. <laughs> which are great ones. Yeah, they are great ones. But I've already seen them, so it's like, I don't know. Well, the people like should know to... if you haven't seen those, see them. Yeah, Observe and Report. It's funny. Seth Rogen, like actually... Uh, person i watched it with had never even she had never seen it before and didn't even like know it existed so that's why we watched it and she enjoyed it for the most part oh and then i also watched easy a last night which easy a is one of my favorites just because who the, is that that redheaded girl yeah emma stone and see the, you're disrespecting the the actresses here that redheaded girl she was <laughs> in the list is that disrespectful yes emma stone the dad He's in that an movie. A-list actress. Uh, what, what's the dad's name in that movie? Stanley Tucci. Dude, he is so so funny in that movie. Like, literally, just watch that movie because of him. And then obviously, and then the guy from uh, that hit series You, and I guess he was also in like Gossip Girl or something. Yeah. He's in it. And then is that on Netflix right now? Yeah. No, Hulu. No. Hulu. We watched it on. But uh, it just throws me back. Is like me and some of my buddies from high school. We always quote that movie and. So we watched, I watched that too. I forgot about that. So a few movies I watched this week were movies that I've already seen, but movies that I recommend watching. I mean, Can't Hardly Wait's obviously a classic. Jennifer Love Hewitt. And then Observe and Report, pretty funny. A little interesting. And little it shows w- how the cops actually sometimes do prevent yeah. bad people from being cops. <laughs> a little, a little yeah. extreme, but a funny. That movie, I feel like, really tries to test the boundaries. Like that movie would not be okay, I think, today. It's got full frontal nudity. Oh, yeah. What, four or five times that guy's running around in his trench coat? Yeah, it's a very interesting movie. And then uh, there's almost like a date rape scene in it, too, pretty much. I'd say definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why I said pretty much is because when he stops, she says, yeah. what are you doing? Like, keep going, even though she's, like, passed out with vomit in her mouth. It's, But anyway, funny movie, still, nonetheless, despite some very interesting parts. But uh, Easy A underrated comedy in my opinion it, it's very funny the the dad in whose name i already forgot andy stanley tucci stanley tucci hilarious oh he's great 100 percent hilarious and then you know fred armiston's got his little role in it as a priest <laughs> so he's you know anything with fred armiston's always pretty funny too but yeah so that's uh pretty much what i was watching it's movies that i've seen before despite the one that i can't remember i wish i could uh Get yeah, it doesn't sound like anything it, I've uh, I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely something that I feel like no one has seen. <laughs> well, Andy, you have four. We have I have two, and one of those both of us have seen. Yeah, you want me to go ahead and just do the TV shows that I watched? Sure. So I watched a couple Hulu originals. Oh wow! The first is called The Great. This is about uh, Catherine the Great. It's starring uh, Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt. Uh, she plays Catherine the Great. He, he plays, I believe, Nicholas is the, the king or the emperor of Russia in the 1700s. Um, it's a comedy. I would describe it as, you remember the scenes in Game of Thrones that was like Joffrey and Sansa where he'd basically just kind of like torture her and just be a dick to everyone? Like he was already the king at that point. Yeah. But he was just a dick. But no one called him out because he was the king. Yeah. It's basically that but a comedy where Nicholas Holt is just a dick to everyone. And we'll like, but he's like funny and he just will shoot things and yell at people. Mm. And uh, it's pretty good. I wouldn't say it's great or anything, but it's interesting concept and cool 
sets and everything because it's costumes, all that stuff. So when I saw the premise, I was like, oh, that sounds like The Favorite, which is a movie I just talked about a few weeks back. And uh, it's the same writer. So he's just like, I'm going to do that again. But yeah. just a, instead of England, I'll do Russia. There you go. But they still speak in British accents. You have to because yeah. none of us understand Russian. Yeah. Uh, the other Hulu original, which was actually supposed to be an FX show, is called Same uh, thing. Mrs. America. Uh, this was incredible. It's one of the best things I've watched this year. Wow. It's about um, the Equal Rights Amendment, the fight for and against it. So Kate Blanchett plays Phyllis Schlafly, who was like heading the Stop the Equal Rights Amendment. So that was this is an amendment for saying that women are equal to men. And there was a big movement to stop it, and it never got passed. It passed... 35 states out of the required 38, so it's never been passed, but it was just about the whole decade, basically the entire 70s, this fight between her and her group, and then, you know, the, the women's movement, and it had, like, uh, Rose Byrne was Gloria Steinem, and it had Margot Martindale, just a bunch of people, uh, just really well acted, great music, like, just playing the music from the era, it was, I thought it was really great. Hmm. So it was pretty impressive, but I don't know why FX got the shaft there. Disney's like, we're taking your shit, and we're just going to put it straight on Hulu. Um, I don't know why they'd want to make less people watch this, because everything on FX is available on Hulu. Um, strange decision, but I think it's really great. Just an eight, a nine-episode miniseries, so, and it's over, and it's got real movie actresses in it and stuff, So, and Adam Brody for an episode. Oh, wow. For, for some of you who... Making uh, his comeback. Yeah. All right. Um, so the one movie other than Just Mercy that Andy and I both watched, I'll do. I watched Saving Mr. Banks. Ooh. All right. The that was one I always... Hanks movie. That was one I actually kind of always wanted to see. I knew nothing about this. I noticed it on... You really knew nothing about it? No. It's based on like a true story, isn't it? Well, I knew to Walt an extent. Disney. Oh, okay. I said like that's the... But I was like, who the fuck is Mr. Banks? Uh, it was on the Disney uh, app and then it went back to Netflix for some reason. It might still be on Disney app, but I watched it on Netflix. And it's from 2013. Emma Thompson, Tom Hanks, Colin Farrell, Ooh, Paul Giamatti, Bradley Whitford, Andy. Yeah, Could you great. do the laugh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got BJ Novak, Jason Schwartzman. I mean, the cast is phenomenal. And uh, so basically, it's just the woman who wrote Mary Poppins. Walt Disney wants to turn it into a movie. And she... Spoiler, he did. Not about it. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just about their lives together, turning it into that movie. And then she's following, uh, following back on the past in her mind, where her dad is played by Colin Farrell, who is an alcoholic in Australia. And he is the Mr. Banks, right? Uh, I mean, yes, and it's oh. Mr. Banks is a character in Mary Poppins. Oh, okay. I don't fucking know. So, yeah, I'd say it's more of that part. Uh, but if you want to be thinking she's saving him. Yeah. Uh, it was entertaining. It was fun. It's old-timey, so it's cool. Uh, I enjoyed it. And that's also, I was like, well, Tom Hanks should be on the list. NIT for him. I mean, come on, Wilson. You yeah. say Wilson? Yeah. That doesn't count. I know it doesn't, but nevertheless. All right. Uh, shall we share Just Mercy? All right. So, yeah, I 
I'd seen the trailer for this because this was a real movie that was supposed to go to theaters and then did it? It did. Okay, it did. It it came out uh, like Oscar season and it looked just like total Oscar bait. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, it's probably fine, but it probably is not, not that interesting to me. Michael so. B. Jordan and Brie Larson. And uh, he's a lawyer who goes to Alabama, right? Yes. A Harvard lawyer, by the way. And uh, this is 1987 is the year. And it's just radical racism. And so it makes me, like, immediate makes you wonder. It's like, well, what is Alabama for? Why do we still have them? Uh, and then it just makes you wonder, like, well, what's going on in the South? Yeah, my thought when watching it was, why do they stay there? Which I know is a very complicated question. And there's a lot of, like, well, why should they have to leave? But I still am curious, why did they stay there? Why did well, they not leave that state? We we watched it and we said the same thing. And it, I mean, maybe there's circumstances. They don't have the money to yeah, relocate. So I know it's more complex than that. Alabama, I've heard, is free to live there. You just have to tolerate all the racism and everything else. Um, but it's free to live there. The only good person I knew to come out of Alabama was Forrest Gump. Stop, stop yourself right there. <laughs> Philip Rivers is from Alabama. Okay. <laughs> Stop yourself. <laughs> Forrest Gump's not real, you know, Andy. Uh, Isn't he, though? Yeah. I think he's real to a lot of In people. In our hearts, yeah. Yeah, he's there. But yeah, it's just like, what the hell is going on? Like, we're three white dudes. We don't know racism. Those places, it seems like it's still there. You know, I mean, they were there 33 years ago, so it probably hasn't left since. Also, yeah. I left out Jamie Foxx, who did a great job. Yeah, so... And uh, Ice Cube's son. Yeah, the... So I was thinking about that. Do we have to call him O'Shea Jackson Jr.? Can you call him Ice Cube Jr.? I never will call him O'Shea Jackson Jr. I will always call him Ice Cube's son. But Ice Cube Jr. seems weird. You have to say Ice Cube's son. It sounds like a machine that you would see on Shark Tank. Yeah. Ice Cube Jr. (laughs) Your five-year-old can make ice, yeah. Um, But yeah, the premise here is Jamie Foxx is, you know, a respected man in the community, but the police still take him in and accuse him of murdering, you know, young woman and he gets convicted and is on death row and Michael Jordan's lawyer has to uh, poke holes in the case, look into it. And yeah, obviously there is no case and he has to fight to actually get it retried and all that stuff. And you know, it's good. Michael B. Jordan is a really good actor. Brie Larson's a really good actress. And Jamie Foxx, when he wants to be, is great. He doesn't do enough. He's not going to be on the NIT because he just doesn't do enough. And I think that's fine. I think he's so talented. He just doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't care. He's like, I'll do what I want. He's not in a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. He's great when he is in it, but like Ray, uh, when he plays Ray Charles, he's great. Collateral. Yeah. Tom Cruise has white hair. But Baby it, driver. It's it's definitely uh, something to watch in this moment, and that's the reason they they put it out for free. It's everywhere: Google, you know, Microsoft, Amazon. Um, I don't know how long that is. I, I don't know if it's still available today, but yeah, I, I think so. It's free right now on Amazon, so I assume it's still free everywhere. Yeah, I, I don't know if there is an expiration date listed for when you'll have to pay for this. Yeah. Uh, so there's no reason. But watch not it. To check I mean, it, it, yeah. it's phenomenal. It, it it'll make you think, and it'll just be like, well, what the what the hell is going on in, in yeah. certain parts of this country? Especially when they, uh, you know, all those movies do the like, and here's the real people. Oh yeah. Shot, and then they, you know, this is not really a spoiler, but they they show like. You know, the corrupt uh, chief of police there. And it's like, he was reelected six more times. 
and retired in 2019. It's like 2019. That was the year this movie was made. <laughs> that guy was still the sheriff of that county uh, in the year the movie was being made. So, and you know what? He we might and he looked add, old in that. <laughs> yeah, we might add to the list. I don't know his name, but he played the DA. He's been in so much stuff. He was in Jurassic Park. He was in The Big Short. Yeah, Jurassic World rather. Uh, he, he's great in everything. He played an awesome racist, and I did like. <laughs> How his, his girlfriend or his wife is like just gives him the look yeah. and then she's like he's like we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna press any charges. Yeah, he was an interesting character because that also sounded horrible when I said he played an awesome racist. He did a good job playing that character. Well, because he wasn't overtly racist, it was like he's stuck in the system and he's like, what what am I gonna do? This is how it is. Yeah, and he had a little seemed, southern accent. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. Um, and again, it's just like what the hell is going on? These yeah. kind of movies don't exist where they take place in California, not to that magnitude. You yeah, don't see I mean, that in New York. Because they, they've talked about that, how many people, you know, are put on, are sentenced to death and actually are innocent. It's like, well, there it everywhere. sounds like all of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, every single person was released later. No, that wasn't the truth. No. Mm, pretty right. crazy. All right, Andy, what's your other one? Uh, I watched Richard Jewell, which ended up also kind of being relevant to this moment because... That's also free, isn't it? No. Oh. That would be free. No, that's the one I want to watch. I was thinking um, Banks, some Banks movie. Uh, Richard Jewell is about a security guard who uh, helped stop or prevent, you know, a terrorist attack on the 96 Olympics in Atlanta. I think I've heard about this before. Actually, I do remember that. He was like the little fatter guy with like a mustache yeah. or something. So this is a Clint Eastwood movie about him and how he, uh, after that, he then became a suspect in the investigation. How did he know? And um, just, I'll say right off the bat, really good movie. Clint Eastwood knows how to make a good movie. Really good acting. What'd you watch that on? What platform? Uh, we rented it with my parents. So. It was okay. five bucks to rent. Yeah. It's, Ten dollars to buy. It's a newer Ooh. movie. It came out at the end of last year. Um, the the guy who plays Richard Jewell, his name's Paul Walter Hauser. He's a newer actor. He was in I, Tonya. He's amazing. Just kind of looks like Buzz. Seems yeah. like he likes to do these uh, based on true story movies that are like. It was very funny. He did two movies about Olympic related stories. Maybe that's his, his niche right now. Clint yeah. Eastwood is ninety years old. Yeah, that's insane. It's crazy. Doesn't that make you feel like shit? No, I'm no I know I'll never be Clint Eastwood. Amazing movies, and he's ninety. I think incredible. Uh, what Clint Eastwood is known he's too much for, of a badass to die right now. I think what he's known for making movies is he's very like kind of relaxed and he just lets people do their thing. Which works when you have, you know, this guy was great. Sam Rockwell as his lawyer was great, and Kathy Bates as his mom. Those characters were the like the central focus and the characters that you know they're the heroes of the story. There was controversy behind this movie because the other people in this movie are almost cartoonishly bad. So Olivia Wilde is a reporter who um, seeks out information from the FBI and kind of writes a story saying that they're looking into Richard Jewell. And then John Hamm is the FBI agent who's you know leading the investigation, and the, like the point of the movie is how much they screwed this innocent man by having him be in the newspaper, and they were being mean to him, and that's why it's like oh he's a he's a loner he's a loser that's why he probably did it when it's like that's really not fair. Um, this was, is this guy's headshot. He was the cameraman. It's him with a. A frown and a cat with a frown. That's his headshot on IMDb. Why would he do that? <laughs> you really ought to stand out. <laughs> but uh, the, the problem with that being so simple is that 
Uh, at least for Olivia Wilde's character, that was a real person who's dead and can't defend themselves. Um, a, a big part of that is Andy. that... Okay, it's not part of the movie. I mean, it's the same as uh, the Bulls GM. Well, essentially, the movie accuses her of... She basically tells like John Hamm, like, so do you want to do this in the hotel room or the car? Basically saying she's going to fuck him for information from the FBI. And that's a complete fabrication. There's no evidence of that actually happening, and they just made it in the movie. And it's kind of shitty that that's a real person who doesn't get to say, no, I didn't do that. I actually did good reporting, and that's how I found out that shit. But then at the same time, they make the FBI just look like horrible, horrible assholes. But right now in this moment, I think a lot of people are upset with law enforcement. It makes so. for a good movie, though. Yeah. Yeah. Andy. No, it was. A, we don't want to hear she did good work. It, I'm sure it says based on true events. It doesn't say this it, is it has a, a like true a, story. It has a heavy disclaimer, as does uh, Mrs. America has a heavy disclaimer at the beginning saying, yeah, these are real people based on real events, but doesn't mean the conversations are real. So, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's some person's like, hey, they can't just, you know, have lunch at a Panera so what, what, and, and what, share info. When something says based on a true story, that means it's like, they just, it's not. Yeah, like they're just, it's not, they got like inspired by a true story. Like there's something that it's like, oh, there is this story. So we kind of did our own thing. Because I know The Strangers is like that, right? Isn't that based off of kind of like some of the what? Manson murders? Stranger I mean, Things different. is based on a true story. That's different than being based. This is actually a real people. No, real I know that's a true story, story, but I'm saying like when they say like yeah. inspired by a true story, does that mean like they can get something that's kind of similar to a true story, but then they put their own twist on it is what I'm getting at. Yeah, you can like do that. The, there's like no, strangers. It's like there's no it says based regulation. on a true story or inspired by, but it's like, and I'm pretty sure it was inspired by like the the Manson and like the LeBlanca murders or whatever it was called. Yeah, just La like Bianca. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was inspired by real serial killers. And it's like, well, that yeah. wasn't the that wasn't a real thing, but but didn't did some guy ever go out there and like wear people's faces? Yeah, yeah, in Texas. I don't know if it was in Texas or not, but you're that guy that had that run in with Buffalo Bob. <laughs> Remember Joe Dirt? He kind of did something similar like that. <laughs> I've, so that's I'm glad you watched that because I was trying to find that this mo- uh, this weekend for a movie to recommend, and I couldn't I couldn't for the life of me remember the hell it was called. Uh, so Richard Jewell, because yeah, I, I wanted to check this out. Yeah, it's good. Very good. Just don't right. uh, think that that reporter lady was that bad. No, never will. Um, shall we get into our? Upcoming movie of the week. Yeah. It is coming to Netflix this Friday. It is a Spike Lee joint, Duh Five Bloods. Now, I'll read this out because I understand if you're thinking that sounds terrible. Uh, Four African-American vets battle the forces of man and nature when they return to Vietnam, seeking the remains of their fallen squad leader and the gold fortune he helped them hide kind of goonies it's kind of apocalypse now it's kind of sounds awesome and we watched the trailer it looks very entertaining great music there was anything with vietnam has good music yeah spikes lee's last movie was uh, pretty good i'm not gonna say joint i won't say it um it was good and it was also about history and by the way paul walter Har- paul walter hauser is in this as well yes and vladi divak aka john reno is uh, anyone other? Is any other director allowed to say uh, something like "Tenet," a Christopher Nolan joint? You can't say that, right? He he owns that phrase. I would assume so. Yeah, I don't think Christopher Nolan would want to call his movies a joint. <laughs> yeah, maybe Matthew McConaughey or something. Yeah, I don't know. All right, all right, all right. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm surprised that 
he's doing a straight to Netflix thing coming off, you know, a commercial and critical hit in Black Klansman, but maybe he had that deal already. Uh, or Netflix paid him a lot of money. I bet it's mostly that. Yeah. But we're we're the ones benefiting from it, so. And uh by the way, Delroy Lando. Lindo. Now Lando's a different guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's phenomenal. Also in the core with uh Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Okay. So it all comes back to him. But yeah, so put that on your uh, list to watch. It is available on Netflix this Friday. Now, are we ready to go into our current movie of the week, which was A Ghost Story from 2017, starring, I'm not going to remember his name, Casey Affleck and uh, Rooney Mara. Yes, directed by David Lowry, who... Uh... Had a decent uh, decade for himself. Uh, I watched uh, his most recent movie, The Old Man and the Gun. He also has... Very good movie. Yeah, it's Robert Redford. Um, good thing. He also has the Green Knight due out. Uh, this year's supposed to come out this summer. I don't know when that's going to end up being released. But um, I wanted to see that. Um, this is uh, definitely an, an art movie, I'll say. Uh, oh, the, premise, the whole thing is art. My God. The premise here is uh, Casey Affleck is married to Rooney Mara and they're... In an old home, they're actually going to move. And Irving, then he, Texas. He ends up uh, dying in a car accident, and they show him in, in, in you know, front in the ho- of their home. In the hospital, he's got the bed sheet over him, and then when everyone leaves, he rises, and the bed sheet is on him, like you know, an old ghost with the bed sheet with the eye holes, and he moves towards a light, and then decides to turn away, and he walks back home, and then from there, he just uh, he observes the what's going on with his his wife there um so before we get into any spoilers just what did you think of that as the whole as the movie yeah uh i thought it started out wildly slow uh i actually started watching it while on my phone while i was cooking dinner last night and i had the airpod in which i didn't need because no one talks um (laughs) It was very slow, but once you hit about the halfway marker, I felt like it, it was like, okay, we got to start trying to wrap it up, and uh, I had to go to IMDb. I love looking up the trivia and the goofs, and that becomes something I can look forward to when I'm bored in a movie, and uh, there were some funny things on here, so in order for him to achieve the weird silhouette that the thing would cast the sheet, he had to wear several coats. Yeah. And a hoop, whatever the hell that means, like a hula hoop. I don't yeah, know. and like to actually make it like lay Because that looked not at all like a human was under there. It looked like Batman was under there. It is a crazy idea to take this guy who's won an Oscar and be like, you're going to be in this movie, but you're also going to be under a sheet and not say anything the whole time. I'm surprised it wasn't Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um, but that's that's what they did. And And I know when you watched it, you got pissed. For me, because I sure as shit got mad after the house is abandoned, and it just shows like several, you know, how it kind of just jumps around in time. The piano is in the middle of the room on the floor. Yeah, like lying down on the floor. That's where I almost turned it off. I warned you about the piano. That's blasphemy. But uh, another uh, like interesting thing about the movie that I thought was funny. So they shot the whole thing in this home in Irving, Texas, and no no one like nearby knew they were filming a movie into this thing. Um, they emailed or reached out to however you want to say uh, Kesha, the yeah. songwriter, 
and uh, said, we'd like to mo- use a song of yours for a scene. And she was so enthused. She volunteered herself to be in the party scene. Yeah. When these kids come and, you know, squat in this house. So she's the blonde chick. What song yeah. do they use? Was it TikTok? I, no, I've never heard of it. Uh, I don't know any of her music, I guess. But um, there was one or two of her songs in that scene. And she was in a few scenes in that one moment. Yeah, I think uh, that's actually, you know, you're bringing up the music. I thought the music was great. You absolutely need the music to be great in a movie like this. That is so. Yeah. Uh, it's so quiet. Otherwise, um, as I said, it's not. There's not a lot of dialogue. It's not no dialogue. It's not a silent film. There's probably three hundred and one words. Yeah, it's more about you know the obs- observation of it. it. It really tries to put you in the position of the ghost. Uh, I just thought it was really. So the whole is a lot of it like the ghost's point of view. Not necessarily his point of view, but it's just showing life going on. There's no yeah. around him. So I thought it was a super creative movie, and uh, I think for a lot of people, they would f- completely fall flat and be like, "This is this is boring." Well, the and, and scene, for instance, where I mean, she's obviously trying to get over his his death. She's eating that pie or whatever it was. That scene was like twenty minutes. Yeah, so I'd say from here on, if you don't want to know yeah, anything more about it, right. you might have spoilers. But that's I think that's the I'm say breaking point of the thing. Yeah, there's a scene. She eats a whole pie, and I believe the, the the scene is six minutes. It is six consecutive straight minutes, <laughs> no cuts. There's a lot of that fork sound on the plate. Yeah, no cuts of just her eating the it's pie. A, it's shot in one sequence, but it's a, pretty good. It's it's brilliant in the sense you just see the ghost in the background. He's not the point of it, but he's just there. And it's this is I'd say the last time you see real life in real time. So in because that from from scene, then on you just don't you have no idea. What the passage of time it just goes. Rooney Mara says she ate vegan chocolate in the in that plate and it tasted terrible. Cause then she goes and throws it up. Yeah, you realize she ha- she hasn't had dairy in nine years. She's yeah. uh, with Joaquin Phoenix, so and uh, so he allowed. made this entirely off the funds sh- uh, for making Pete's Dragon. Yeah, so he made a, a Disney movie before this. I haven't seen it, but I never saw the Pete's Dragon original movie either. So I had never even heard of it. It was a movie where it's in live action with a cartoon dragon from like the 70s. Cartoon dragon. Uh, The other thing that pissed me off, so they're with the realtor and they're looking at the house and he's like, hey, does the piano come with the home? And he starts jamming on it. He's actually, he sounds pretty good. And she's such an oblivious bitch. She's like, I can have it removed if you like. And he's playing and she's like, you can't hear me while I'm talking. I can't understand you or something like that. Okay. I wouldn't say the house is bad, but I would say she's bad and had to go. She sucked. <laughs> the realtor. Yeah, that pissed me off also. Don't offend a pianist. Yeah. And I'm I, not saying I'm one. So I just thought this movie did a great job of showing like, real emotion without having to rely on you know, extensive conversation, just, just vision. I thought there was, there was a scene where... It does. It does have some flashbacks to like Casey Affleck being, being alive, but yeah, where he's he's making the song and he has her listen to it, and she's his wife is kind of disinterested in the song, and then later on when he's a ghost, she's like on the floor just listening to the song, and I was like, wow, it's heartbreaking that mm-hmm. it's like that's his connection to her. But then, yeah, as it goes on, she moves on with her life, and he is still in this house. He hasn't accepted it, and the thing with the the other ghost. Oh god, that was eerie and also cool. 
But I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm in a house right now. Like, is there a dead person in here yeah. with a sheet? Actually, in the house that Sean and I live in, yeah, someone, uh, someone did die in here. But they, the ghosts can communicate with each other. And the other ghost says, I'm waiting for someone. Yeah, I'm waiting for someone, but I forgot who it is. And it's like, oh, man, yeah. that's rough. That's and, then, and then, yeah. That's kind of creepy. The, uh, you know, time passes on and the houses are both destroyed. And the other ghost, like, just looks and then just disappears. Because it's like, well, the ghost knows it's over. Whatever you're waiting for, it's gone. The house is gone. And then he starts to, like, ramble or did they develop a new Google headquarters on the site of their old home? That's where that got into. There's, I say similarities to like 2001: A Space Odyssey, where it just went into then like. He's like, he looked like he went to like Tokyo. Or I something. think it's just super into the future, that this is what Texas would look like thousands of years oh, okay. later. That's what I figured, but I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And the like, universe then resets, and he goes, and, and it goes, goes back to the to beginning, year one, basically. And you actually witness their relationship that's again. where i was actually getting pretty intrigued and then i'm gonna jump ahead a, a bit but early on in the movie they hear a noise and they're like what's that and they go out and they don't see anything and there's nothing there and then at the end of the movie he's caught up to normal lifetime where it's him still alive and so he's watching himself with his wife in their home he's the one playing the music yeah how fucking crazy is that yeah. That part was like, holy shit, like, that's rad. I also really like the uh, scene with the like hipster homeless people who have that the party guy in there. That thinks he's having like the deepest conversation Yeah, in his it, life. it was so brilliant because he, yeah, he's having this, this monologue by himself, but trying to get people to listen about how the universe works. And they're just drunk and on drugs and they don't give a shit. Yeah. But he thinks he's got the center, he's the center of attention here. And he's talking about, talking about stuff like related to the movie. And it's just like, it was pretty good how they made that um so i would say i mean it just took a lot of time to get the momentum going on it yeah i but think once it was there like i i didn't mind it. it it's hard it probably shouldn't be that long it's an hour and a half and it's not it's not long but it shouldn't be that long but also there's no such there's not really such thing as like a 45 minute movie no there's short films i don't think this would have been good as a short film because you kind of needed some of those really long, drawn-out things to kind of, you know, set the mood there. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it, it probably was too long. Is so. All Hollows Eve wasn't a short film, was it? Or was uh, it? Because it was just on, like, YouTube. The one you watched, the, that we watched together with the clown. Oh, that was a collection of shorts, like 15-minute shorts or something. But, like, into one movie. Yeah. And then had little interstitials. Because that one, I remember at one point, you could only watch that on YouTube, right? I think the original thing was yeah, or like you still can, I believe. Yeah, probably. That one's creepy. Andy, Andy knows it at the end. Yeah, came up to the TV, the clown. So, anything else to add, or all in all, did you enjoy this movie? By the way, it's sitting with a, a ninety-one with the critics, but a sixty-six with the audience, which I I could totally understand that. Yeah, there's a lot of people who'd probably like, oh, this is like a scary movie, right? And then no, it's any not. Any person, about that. <laughs> I was telling this to Tony. Any person our age, I don't that I know, I don't think would enjoy this movie. Yeah, it's 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 a philosophical movie. I, I enjoy movies that make you think after you're done watching them, if you're still thinking about it. Whereas and the, exactly, so the more time has gone on for it, it's like okay, it's enjoyable. Because yeah, I'll admit in the in the it first is slow. The but first thirty minutes, I'm looking at my phone a lot of the times. Oh, I'm that like, was I'm all like, I was doing. I'm like, well, what's going on? You didn't and you didn't need to pay attention because there's there's also a scene where he just walks through like the hills to get back to his house and it takes a yeah, while. Yeah, I thought that's where they filmed the windows login screen yeah. <laughs> way back when. 
but it's like kind of the point, but it's also that's that's too hard for modern people. No. That's that's there's old people who don't have the time to wait for that and then young people don't think they have the time for that. So but I enjoyed it. I thought it had a lot of scenes that really, you know, resonated. I I just like how the ending went where like I just said with the pianist thing and the piano thing that drew me back in enough to say from it's a boring movie and, and leave it at that to I give it I don't know what I would rate it yet probably like a 7 or an 8 yeah and it, and it resolves itself you're not left with like exactly and you're so, not worried about like how do ghosts exist and it's like what the fuck that's not the point yeah uh, <sighs> tricky I don't know what do you think of it Andy if you have the patience, I'd definitely recommend it. It's on Netflix. It's, yeah, it's short patience, too. It's an hour and 27 minutes. But I see why it didn't It didn't win awards, and it didn't you know, make any money. So yes. that's where it is. It's a good movie on Netflix, which uh, you know me. It doesn't say a whole lot, according to me. So I don't think yeah. Netflix is that good. The other thing about it I think has to be mentioned is it's in four by three, but also like a yeah. rounded four by three, like an old TV, it's which shot like you're watching Legends of the Hidden Temple. It's it contributes to the atmosphere of the movie. It, it was yeah. a, a good choice because the whole point is it's like you're you're stuck there. You're in this little room. That's he was a ghost that was in that house for how many years? I don't know. But that's kind of the point. It's so, it just so weird that it like went full circle. I don't know. Yeah. I, I liked that part. All right, anything else to add on that or anything in uh, the realm of the pod? No, we're, I think, wrapped up for the week. All right, well, you've been listening to episode 174 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road. I wear a sheet around my head, Dandy. (laughs) Do not say that right now. (laughs) Do not (laughs) <laughs> and Tony Katz. Yeah, thank you. I was <laughs> referencing the ghosts, not the KKK. <laughs> I am neither a ghost or a member of the KKK. All Just right. to be clear. <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs>